the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Friday night. <laughs> it is Friday night. Are y'all having fun yet? Well, if you're not, you're about to for the next two hours because we are going to have a have a fun time breaking down all the hot topics of the day, talking about everything you need to know. It's Friday, so that means here of the week and stink of the week. And of course, we want to know who your nominees are for stink of the week and hero of the week. I've actually got a couple of hero ideas. I'm usually struggling for some heroes. But uh, I actually have a couple of nominees for y'all this week. I'm super excited by that. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. And don't forget our podcast if you miss any part of tonight's show. Hey, in San Diego, before we get into the hot topics of the day, uh, it's day two of Comic-Con. It's day one of the horse races. The racing season has opened in day in Del Mar. Today's opening day of the races. Did you go to either? If you've been going to Comic-Con, if you're there, down there, if you were there yesterday and day two today, would love to hear from you as I'm watching footage I see Dean Kane is in town, but I haven't really heard much of anything about it. And I am not seeing any of the footage on local news. I'm not seeing anybody, not seeing a lot of costumes. There's no excitement. Uh, the crowd footage doesn't really show uh, anything really, you know, much, much of anything happening. So it, it, if you went to opening day today at the races, let me know if you had fun. What kind of crazy hats you might have seen. <laughs> um, I'm not a big horse racer. I'm not a big gambler in general. I lived in Las Vegas, and those of us who lived and or live in Las Vegas tend to not gamble because we know the house always wins. So I'm just not a big gambler, and I also don't like to throw my money away. It's another reason. I'm, I'm, I kind of like to keep it in my own pocket, but I do love horses because they're absolutely be- uh, amazing, beautiful animals. I love pageantry. They have great music at the races, at the, at the racetrack, so... Uh, would like to, you know, since it's Friday, let's have a little fun. If you're enjoying either one of these events this weekend, give us a call during tonight's show and let us know. Because in the midst of having fun, we also got to get serious on some topics here. And before I get into that, I got to bring in this man. He brings the fun every night of the week. He brings the yummy every night of the week. He brings the best vegetable that at least where I come from, it's a vegetable. I'm talking about the deep fried, tasty DJ, Potato Skins. Not interested in Comic-Con. They ruined it. They, you know, just too many mandates and requirements. I'd rather go to, actually, I will be going to the uh, the racetrack. I love horses. I love watching, especially the fashion as you get into the opening part of the racing season. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no fashions that I'm seeing on local news uh, at Comic-Con. I am not. I am looking at the people there in attendance, and I am not seeing one costume. Not one costume. 
Well, you and I have talked about it off there. They used to promote this thing up the wazoo. Every local network would have some type of coverage. I've seen nothing. And and I'm not seeing, and part of what was so fun about Comic-Con was all the people coming from all around the world dressed, dressed up dressed and- up as their favorite superhero. I mean, where is that? I mean, there's no, I, I, it's just not fun. To, to usually just to people watch the people here in the costumes was what made Comic-Con so amazing to just go and even if you're not into comic books. I mean, I actually worked when uh, a great cultural event. Yeah, it was. Yes. And I actually worked one year, the Warner Brothers and, and we don't have one major studio here this year. I actually worked Warner Brothers. Uh, oh, here's one gal dressed as Uhura uh, from Star Trek. That was it. Um, anyway, uh, give us a call if you were down there or if you've been down there. If you're enjoying yourself, let us know if you went to opening day of the races today. 888-344-1170. It is off to the races for 2024. We're going to talk about what's happening with both sides. Um, the reactions on the part of the Democrats on the heels of the IRS whistleblower testimony we had this week. The release by Chuck Grassley. Thank you, Chuck Grassley, for releasing the FD-1023 document that laid out, documented, and chronicled the sequence of events and all of the details that were involved in the Joe Biden bribery scheme has left the Democrats with no choice but to go to the American people and lie. Who remembers, show hands, who remembers Baghdad Bob from the Iraq War? I know my man's skin does. Remember Baghdad Bob? He was the Ministry of Propaganda, the Ministry of Messaging. There's nothing to see here. There's no, no, we, we got it. We good. Our man Saddam Hussein, we ain't got no problem going on here as the tanks were rolling in behind him. That's the level of gaslighting we got going on from the Democrats today, continuing to act as though there's literally no, no there there. The worst has to be Eugene Robinson. I, I don't know. It's kind of of a toss-up between Eugene Robinson attacking the Biden uh, proof and evidence or Hakeem Jeffries, who said yesterday, I don't even think we bothered to pull this fool's clip, who said yesterday that RFK Jr. was a walking, talking, false human false flag. <laughs> You'll love this Eugene Robinson clip, Andrea, because it's going to get you to connect all the dots. Oh, well, let's play it, my man. Let's listen to Eugene Robinson. And if you don't remember who he is, he used to be just a favorite on Fox News news he and he's over at msm this is from msnbc but quite frankly what's the difference between the media outlets clip clip three (laughs) the aim of all this is not to connect the dots it's just to throw out a whole bunch of dots uh, that don't connect (laughs) just to throw just to try to create this atmosphere around president biden that he must have done something wrong uh, i'm glad you mentioned the irs agents because because again this happened while donald trump was president and so if 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 there were interference in the investigation of of hunter biden which according to the 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 council the federal prosecutor who was leading the investigation there was no interference he was able to bring whatever charges uh, he wanted to bring uh it was totally his decision but if if 
it was being interfered with. It was being interfered with by Donald Trump's Justice Department. It's just insane. Uh, but okay, again, I the docs I don't. I, yeah, I couldn't do it. I tried to make it all the way through the. Clip. I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> you know me so well. Um, one of the things that the whistleblowers pointed out was that. It, it's not supposed to matter whether or not the president is a Republican or whether or not the president is a Democrat. One of my heroes of the week is the gay Democrat whistleblower Ziegler, who said, and he and Shapley both were were asked a question about it and said that there never before was until this investigation or this time in this country did the, in their perception, did the party affiliation was it supposed to matter? Because it's not supposed to matter. And quite frankly, Eugene Robinson, thank you for saying that, that Trump was the president at the time, because all it underscores is the uniparty system and that the, the deep state is, is all about protecting the Democrat Party. We have a uniparty system and the deep state is covering up the crimes accordingly in preferential treatment to the Democrats. Oh, but Andrea, they're talking about the Republicans. They're on the same side. There's only a handful that we have of Republicans that are actually on our side. That's what it means to be uniparty. It means the R and the D don't matter. That should be aware. That should be the number one takeaway from you from the Trump administration was as he exposed a swamp that he nobody knew how bad it was when he walked into the office. And people still didn't even necessarily realize it until after he was out and the Jan 6 crap that happened and the impeachment that happened accordingly. There should be nobody right now who was under any false impression that we actually have an opposition party in the form of the Republicans. Charlie Kirk brought up a great point today. I've been screaming for a while. Where are our local U.S. attorneys? Where are our Republican U.S. attorneys in the states? Where are our Republican attorneys general? We have one in Missouri and one in Louisiana who actually took a lawsuit to the government and actually have progress. Where's the rest of them? They're nowhere. In fact, Attorney General Paxton, Ken Paxton, was starting to make progress and the Republican Party impeached him. So it is not to benefit you and the Democrats, Eugene Robinson, when you mentioned that this crap went on in the Trump administration. Everybody already knows that. It's what makes it so egregious. And it's one of the reasons why Trump still has so much support in spite of all of these lawsuits going against him. Because every time an indictment comes down on him, it just further proves the extent of the deep state. Ron DeSantis did an interview on Russell Brand, who I think is absolutely one of the I think Russell Brand is far better than Joe Rogan in interviewing and in his podcast. Joe Rogan was the OG. People tend to stick around with the OG just because that they're they're used to it. And that's who they've been paying attention to. But Russell Brand is actually far better of an uh, of an intellect, far goes far deeper philosophically and had an interview with Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis continues to disappoint me every time he opens his mouth. We're going to talk about that when we come back. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Do you have your tickets yet? We talked before the break about its opening day at the races today. It's Comic-Con in San Diego. The third thing you need to get your tickets for is our Saving America Town Hall. That's on August 10th. It's going to be me, Michael Gallagher. 
Officer Brandon Tatum. I was watching some clips from Officer Tatum today about The View. (laughs) Sonny Austin. He's so funny. I just cannot wait to hang out with uh, him and all of you guys on uh, Thursday evening, August 10th. We've got a VIP meet and greet where we just, it's just, it's... It's on. There's a smaller number of tickets for the VIP portion that begins at five. Heavy hors d'oeuvres, cocktails, drinks, and then the town hall begins at six thirty. From six thirty to nine or ten, it's at the Encore Event Center here in San Diego. It's just going to be a phenomenal time. We haven't had. I think this is our first main event since COVID. So really looking forward to it. I think it's the first town hall like this of its kind with Salem. So this is just a, a great, great, great opportunity. Great opportunity for you guys to not just join together with patriots but also network meet great people have a lot of fun have some laughs tickets are super reasonably priced so go to the answer and get our tickets we we somebody um was messaging me yesterday and saying i don't really think that the californians really understand how desantis is being shoved on them with the whole redistricting or the the delegate proportionment stuff there's just a lot that we've got to be talking about the event is open to anybody if you want to fly in you know from arizona come come in for the event um but that it's time to save america and try to save california in the process um before i move on to talk about desantis greg stubbe i'm liking congressman stubbe uh, you know, we played Eugene Robinson and, and all the Democrats are parroting him. Oh, the dots to the Biden corruption don't work, don't connect. Um, they do. I talked about the dots last night because I was aggravated. I'm just going to say it. Uh, you know, I'm friends with Amanda Head on uh, Just the News, No Noise uh, with John Solomon. I think she's great. But last night it was like, OK, so now the Republicans have to connect the dots. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You, you mean that you mean the, the the millions of dollars that showed up after the text message between Hunter Biden? We've got the we've got the, the diagram, if you will. We've got the playbook for the bribery scheme. We've got a text message that Hunter Biden sends out where he says, hey, my I'm sitting here next to my dad and you people better pony up with the money. And it showed up within 10 days. We've got the banking records. We've got a burner phone. What are you talking about? We've got emails. We've got pictures of Joe Biden with these people. There's more. There's, I mean, serial killers have been convicted on less. What are you talking about? We got to connect the dots. Listen to Greg Stubbe. And because I'm liking what he had to say today. Clip seven. Well, you now have direct evidence and facts that support the fact that Joe Biden himself was paid money uh, in a bribery scheme. It's not just Hunter and then filtering it through and laundering it through 22 different LLCs that then is dispersing it to the Biden family. It's directly going to Joe Biden. And uh, I'm working on an impeachment resolution on all the things that the Republican majority has uncovered through our investigations. There's still more we're uncovering. The Oversight Committee is still going through the different LLCs to try to see what financial records they have to tie it to the, the Biden family members. But we now know that Joe Biden and his family got over $20 million from China, Ukraine, Romania, and all these foreign entities. Yeah. He went on to say some of which while he was vice president and some actions he took as president. There's enough here, way more than enough here. They took down Al, Cap- Al Capone on like wh- what tax evasion of, of much less variety. I was watching uh, one of the 
whistleblowers, uh, the Ziegler, who was on with Jake Tapper last night. And I I was surprised to see the whistle. I, I, I was flicking channels and I was actually surprised to see the whistleblower on with Jake Tapper. And Tapper did, Tapper thought he was doing a deft job in trying to trap this whistleblower into admitting that basically that it was just a disagreement between these whistleblowers and the prosecutors who have the right and prosecutorial discretion to decide what to charge and what not to charge. And the whistleblower kept saying over and over and over again. The situation, I'm, I'm here about the disparate treatment. There's two, there's two types of treatment going on. He was not treated like everybody else was. He, he went on to explain in a way that he actually didn't even in front of at least what I heard in front of the committee that yes, there are other cases in which jar, uh, charges may be dropped in the course of seeking a plea deal. He said, but it's never the felony. If you've got somebody charged with felonies and misdemeanors, uh, the felony is never dropped. Some additional felon, uh, misdemeanors might be dropped. One of the felonies might be dropped, but the felony is never dropped. So Tapper had no recourse at that point but to shift and go, well, you know, um, this is really just a case of, I'm paraphrasing here. He goes, well, it seems to me like what it really boils down to is, isn't there other rich people that have gotten away with stuff? Like, would the DuPonts, and this is like, I think, word for word a question, wouldn't the DuPonts have gotten away with this? And the whistleblower is like, well, maybe, because the whistleblower was trying to avoid the politics of it, because he's under attack politically for it and he's trying to take a non-political position what he should have said at that point is not if your last name's trump maybe the duponts would have gotten away with it but not if your last name's trump and you look at what they have done like alvin bragg and uh, no it was the uh, sexual what's her name the crazy woman who claimed that he assaulted her and a bergdorf good goodman which is like absolutely that ridiculous the Democrat Party, the state legislatures worked with Alvin Bragg's office and his and Trump's accuser to change the statute of limitations just so that they could bring those charges against Trump. That's the extent to which they are playing lawfare to go after a man for his politics. Shame on anybody who's trying to characterize this as and, and the problem we have is, of course, T- Tapper is going to try to mischaracterize the situation. Shame on any American buying it. Shame on any American celebrating it. Now, Ron DeSantis is trying to act. He's trying to act as though he's tough on the deep state and doesn't like what's going on, while at the same time, he's continuing the same course that he did when Alvin Bragg let out that there was going to be indictments where he acts like he's taking it seriously, but he's minimizing it as a low level beef and takes a swipe at Trump. I wouldn't know what it takes to pay off a porn lawyer. Then on the, then on the documents dispute or even on Jan six recently, he said, well, you know, when the, when the, the target letter came out, he said something snarky, like we shouldn't be going down the road as though we're not already at the end of the road of the Justice Department being weaponized, but he went on to say, well, but, you know, there there's a difference between not doing everything you should do for the peace like Trump did the day of Jan 6 and being criminally charged for it. He's always trying to ride that fence post. And so, and, and, and quite frankly, it has, it's so far up coming out of his forehead that he's odious to me. 
it makes him repulsive to me. But you tell me. We're going to play this clip, and you tell me what you think of him, uh, DeSantis. This is in his interview with Russell Brand, talking about the Jan 6 uh, situation and pending charges of seditious conspiracy. Clip one. I wonder what you feel in particular about the protests around January the 6th. Do you think that they were insurrectionists, as described? Do you consider them to be protesters? Um, What do you think about the subsequent funding that the Capitol Police received and how the Democrat Party in particular has used these events to enact more power and to control media spaces. Well, I think it's ridiculous how much money that they pumped in uh, for for the Capitol Police. Uh, It was not an insurrection. These are people that were there to attend a rally and then they were there to protest. Now, it devolved and and, and it devolved into a riot. Uh, but the idea that this was a plan to somehow over to overthrow the government of the United States is not true. And it's something that the media had spun up uh, just to try to basically, um, you know, get as much mileage out of it and use it for, for partisan and, and for political uh, aims. And so I know there were a lot of people uh, that were there um, who were just there. And they didn't have any designs um, on doing anything. And so we just have to be honest about it. If somebody is honestly doing an insurrection against the U.S. government, uh, then prove that that's the case. And, and I'll be happy to accept it. But all you're showing me is that there are a lot of protesters there. Um, and it ended up devolving, you know, in ways that was unfortunate, of oh course. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but to say that they were seditionists. I get more just- fired up over, over somebody getting my order wrong and putting sour cream on my, you know, taco plate in a Mexican restaurant. There's no mention of the fact that people were thrown into a gulag and denied their constitutional rights. There's no mention here of the fact that Donald J. Trump told people to march there peacefully. And this is an abomination. This is nothing but an abomination. This makes me question everything about this man. His strategy, his abilities, his competency to understand the issues, to do something about it. This questions, this makes me question certainly why, we, it, you know, it's as though I, I, I don't know if he's really just a, the, the bumbling idiot that it makes it seem like he is or if it's a situation to where he's happy that this is going on because he's hoping that the same deep state that's throwing American citizens in a gulag are going to are going to help him march into the White House. That just, like I said, makes him odious to me. We're going to take a break. We get back. We got to shift gears to a hero of the week. <sighs> Scott Husing author of Echo and Ramadi, who's on a second or third ride on his motorcycle across a blazing hot United States right now to try to save our heroes, our brothers in arms, from committing suicide. We're going to hear from him when we come back from the break. Don't go away. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Before we bring on uh, Major Scott Husing, an actual real-life hero, to talk about a heroic motorcycle ride that he's got going on to save We have listeners that care, we, Andrea. Yes, we have listeners that care. So before we go to Scott Husing, we're going to quickly go to the phones. Frank from San Diego is on the line, and he's he's wanted to call in. And, and talk uh, you off the cliff. All righty. What say you, my dear Frank? Hey, uh, love you guys. And uh, what I wanted to bring up is I just went to the bank to uh, make some change out of $200 bills. And first of all, they needed my ID. They knew my name. They couldn't make the change out of their drawer. They had to go put it in my account. 
Then they had to see my ID. Then they had to put it through the machine. And then I finally got my change from the cash. And it, it, it's just like what you say. It's like, what is the matter with just going in and getting your change? But when they give $83 billion to, I don't know, the Ukraine, uh, nobody knows where that money went. That's right. You know, we're monitored all day, every day, Frank. But, you know, they don't want any they don't want any accountability or transparency for what they're doing. So uh, thank you for calling in, Frank. We appreciate you. Thank you for sharing I, that I had story. One more thing I wanted to quickly, you, my friend. I, I had one more thing. Quickly. Very quick. Um, Mia, corazón este contigo. My Ooh. heart is with you. Oh, thank you. I love that. I love a man who speaks a second language. English is so boring to me. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate it. Love you guys. Love you. All right. Um, when we love this man, Major Scott Husing's been on the Andrea K. Show multiple times in the past. I first met him after he wrote the best-selling book, Echo and Ramadi, and he is just a true hero. Um, I meant to bring in the... Oh, I'm not streaming live on Facebook Live, so I can't hold up the book and show it to you anyway, but you need to get the book and read it and read about the amazing stories. So you can get to... What I loved about Echo and Ramadi is how you got to really get to know... It wasn't just a story of war, but about the heroes, the patriots themselves. It's a beautifully written memoir about patriots. And But Scott Husing's service to his fellow patriots didn't end there with that memoir and his time in service. He's uh, actually with uh, Save the Brave. He's on a motorcycle ride across the country right now. He's the executive director of Save the Brave. This is his second or third time on this ride across the country. We've got right now a heat wave where 100 million plus people are under high heat alerts, and he's riding across the country to save his fellow heroes. Scott Husing, it's an honor to have you back on my show. Andrea, it's so good to talk to you again, my friend, and uh, thank you for having me back on the show. Um, just sitting here in uh, North Dallas, Texas, uh, we're into day four of this Ride for the Brave. This is our fourth year, actually, as mm. we ride from coast to coast to connect veterans. And uh, I keep getting inspired to do this, not only by the, the veterans that we help, but the communities that come out. And last year, we connected 10,061 by our wow. in the nine cities in nine days when we rode coast to coast. And this year, it continues to grow and grow like this forest dump like event in the outdoor support. <laughs> I love that image. <laughs> I tell you, it is humbling. Uh, and the heat is something. But, uh, you know, people always ask me, like, well, why do you ride in July? Well, the ride started four years ago. Save the Brave was born through tragedy eight years ago when we lost one of my squalors to suicide and we flew some Marines up to Minnesota to support the family. And then four years later, a high school friend of mine who was in the Navy, Dave White, killed himself. And mm. his mom asked me to give the eulogy in South Carolina at the height of COVID, no flights. I just hopped on my Harley and it just, again, grew. People came out, they wanted to be led, they wanted to be connected, and they want to feel as if they're part of something bigger than themselves. And Every single year we do this ride, it seems to grow a little bit, but it really exposes the best of the human condition. And mm-hmm. I tell you, it was 121 degrees in Wilcox, Arizona, and it didn't dip below 115 until we got to El Paso. And it's a chilly 98 here in Dallas. Boy. But, uh, <laughs> Boy. You know, it's a phys- physical ride, but, um, you know, 
I tell people, I didn't pick the month. The month picked me. And we yeah. do this, and it's become a bit of a metaphor for everybody to understand. Like, there's, a, there's your listeners who never served. Everybody in life deals with stress, anxiety, depression. We don't own the definitions of those words or service and sacrifice. Those aren't exclusive to the military. You don't have to kick doors in in Ramadi and been in uniform to serve everybody is great at something and every town that we go to across this country that's shown to be tenfold I, I, i've been meeting so many new people and we were just on stage at marty b's place in bartonville texas who hosts us every year and one of our good friends got up and presented a ten thousand dollar check to us and challenged the audience in true texas fashion to match it so <laughs> It's just been overwhelming, and, uh, you know, there was so many stories from the ride. There's not enough time in one show, but yesterday from Pecos to Odessa, Texas State Troopers escorted me 74 miles. Wow. Town to town. Wow. And all my biker friends rode with me, and then when I rolled into Corinth, Texas, I had about 250 bikes waiting for me, and I think there were more cops and fire trucks than there were motorcycles. And wow. we ran red light through North Dallas for about 45 minutes. And we're going to rinse and repeat for five more cities. And we're going to finish in Savannah, Georgia this year. Wow. I mean, if if you're listening to this and you don't have tears in your eyes right now, you have no soul. The image of, you know, the escorts and you riding in and to meet 250 bikes and, in you know, first responders. I mean, it's just in the heat. You know, it's just... I almost envision you kind of like um, Easy Rider. I mean, I know you're 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 probably not leaned back with the big old hand, but I almost see you that way with like big handlebar, you know, uh, you know, mustache because it's just so badass to me. And- well, you can see all the pictures on Save the Brave Org on Instagram because we're capturing all of these great stories, not only of the veterans but the communities, but the greatness of our veteran community, and and that's part of the message this year is to really celebrate the greatness of those who served in the value of military service to share that with the younger generation, mm. because the darkness that's been promulgated through veteran nonprofits for so many years during the war and long after it's having a very negative and, and, and direct impact on our military recruiting efforts. And we have to recruit the best and brightest talent from this next generation to really step up because as a nation, we can't suffer another 20,000 miss numbers by the army or 5,000 by the Marines and sustain our national defense. And this is important for every listener. Yeah, so it, what we're doing yeah. out here to connect people and expose kids to this too, really shows them like, Holy cow, I can do this. And mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, my story, I, I wasn't much of anything in high school, barely got out. And thanks to discipline of the Marines and the military system, it, I, I attribute a, a lot of my success to, to that type of surrounding and being, constantly surrounded by great people well yeah and that's one of the reasons why and as the daughter of two marines and i and, you know it's my favorite branch but you know my godson just graduated annapolis i really love all the branches uh-huh. of our service and um it just literally tears my heart out that any of them commit suicide and i don't know why the numbers are increasing how can we help that stop how, what can we do about it well, at SaveTheBrave.org, we are just doing our small part as, as one of many veteran nonprofits to help connect veterans. And, and we do it in a safe space so guys feel welcomed. And we, we want to let people know that, again, 
you don't have to come out and ride in the heat to make a difference, to make an impact. You can go to savethebrave.org. You can click on the events tab, look for Ride for the Brave, and you can join a team on the fundraise. Just make a small donation. You know, it could be a tank of gas, you know, maybe mm-hmm. and that's 30 bucks here in Texas. Maybe it's a thousand bucks in California, you know, where we live. <laughs> <Yeah>, so, right. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, but we, we really rely on donor support to provide programs and continue our mission, which we've been doing for the last eight years. And, you know, we started, we threw some money in our, our bank account and we flew the families up to Minnesota and then we decided to take guys offshore fishing in San Diego and Huntington Beach. And mm, nice. last, last year we did 32 trips. This year we, did, we were doing 20 plus a jiu-jitsu program. Plus we have a scholarship program now for the children and deserving family members of veterans who committed suicide. And we went to San Francisco last year and handed a check for $10,000 to Kayla Turner. And that was one of the most the brightest days of my year last year to really make an impact. So that's, that's what your donation does. It, it changes lives to some people that they just don't uh, understand that there's a, an entire nation and communities everywhere that want to support. They just don't know how. Right. And we're trying to do that at the beginning and end of every day and just help people. Well, I love it so much. It's savethebrave.org, savethebrave.org. I hope they treat you right in my hometown in New Orleans. I know you're going to be at Mother's in about two days, maybe. Hopefully, they're going to give you guys some yummy food and set you up, and you're going to have a great event there with some support. And hydrate, 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 my friend. And thank you so much. And next time, once you get back, you get settled, I need you to come back in studio with me here and maybe report afterwards on how it went absolutely and uh to, to all the guys in the studio there you, you know i love you guys i just want to say uh muchas gracias because i don't want frank to get one up on me yeah. on but, uh, and frank can donate that 200 dollars to save the brave.org good one up, way to go out for, for always having me on the show you're of the, course you're the all right love you man take it easy stay okay, safe out there Bye now. All right. Now, you guys stay tuned. we got more coming up. Last segment of Hour One on the Andrea K Show. Don't go away. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. This is, this is how well my work husband knows me. He can always tell when during the break whether my laugh is food-related or... Or non-food related. There, I hear a certain laugh, and if I hear that laugh, I instantly know it's about food or puppies. And yeah. if it's not, it's about prob- probably something yes. stupid with politics. <laughs> this is what just made me laugh so hard. I wish I was the person I thought I could be when I bought all that produce. <laughs> <laughs> how many times, I don't know about you, Skins, because you, you like to eat healthy. Um, but I don't know how many times I have gone to the grocery store thinking, this is going to be the week where I'm going to eat all 100% healthy. Uh-huh. I mean, I eat my roasted veggies this every day. That sounds familiar to me. Yeah, but I've, I, I, don't, I don't overbuy anymore. I don't The problem is anymore. for me is the cheese aisle, Andrea. Oh, yeah, that's your weakness. You like, As, the, you like the high-end cheese, People here at the man. station, they'll put sweets out. No, are you going to have any of the cake? I'm like, that doesn't interest me. Bring in a cheese platter, and we're talking. Yeah, somebody, somebody posted something funny the other day on Facebook, and it was... Um, it was about charcuteries. It was like oh. put, a, put a lunchable spread out. It's basically lunchables put out on some wood and given a fancy French name. You know what? Name. They're not wrong. <laughs> I love a good charcuterie, man. I love a good charcuterie, except I don't like blue cheese. Um, all right. Um, 
I didn't get into it with Scott Husing before the break. He is on a charity ride to save money, to save brave heroes. I started to get into it a little bit, what's happening in our military, but because he's like, he was talking about the issues with the recruitment. But you know what? I wanted to keep the my interview with him about the great work that he's doing to try to save the lives of our veterans that are suffering with depression so awesome. and PTSD. Yeah, but he is. He's amazing. So I didn't get into it with him, what's happening to destroy the U.S. military right now. And there was a document. We got to have him back on to talk yeah, about that. And there was a document that, that uh, was re- revealed this week that somebody found that was not released by the, the Department of Defense or the Biden administration. Um, uh, but um, you want to know the perks for transgender, the, the perks for them. How did I put it today on Facebook? Wait, I said, wait, do you get a load of the load of benefits for the U.S. government is giving transgenders and it makes me sick because i know what a struggle it is financially for the family of u.s military given how low the pay is and even being able to shop at the commissary and the base exchange and go into you know the military hospital look i know all about military medicine okay it ain't easy no it's tough going and when mama wanted to have her tubes tied so that she couldn't get so that she you know she couldn't get pregnant making sure that she couldn't get pregnant. She had to fake, she had to go to Dr. Stewart who faked an appendectomy so that mama could get, get it done. Cause every time daddy came home from deployment, she got pregnant and she was like, we're, we, we can't afford it because we're a military family. We can't afford to have five, six kids. Okay. So she wanted to have a tubal done. Here's what transgender people get paid for by taxpayers. Think about mama having to go and get the old family doctor at a Picayune, Mississippi, at grandma's hospital to fake an appendectomy to do her tubes. Question. Yeah. If they want to be accepted like everybody else, why do they get special benefits? Good point. Taxpayer funded care for transgender members includes speech and voice therapy. Cross-sex hormones, laser hair removal, because we can't have you calling yourself Sally when your name is Steve walking around with a beard. Voice feminization surgery, facial contouring, body contouring, breast chest surgery, upper surgery, genital mutilation surgery, lower surgery, psychological counseling. Now, let's just stop there for a moment, because let's say that you're the spouse of somebody in the military and you've got your you're a female wife of a service member and you've got one breast that's significantly larger than the other. As I have had girlfriends of mine and they're just feel horrible about their bodies. They're very insecure. They don't get to go and get a breast surgery done so that they can feel better about themselves women women in their 40s in the service don't get to go and get facelifts so that they can feel better about themselves if people want to know where we're at as a country this should speak volumes they get a waiver for grooming and uniform standards so now they don't even have to they don't even have to they get to wear their hair however they want when everybody else has to has to have their their hair and their their uniform to standard They may receive an indefinite waiver for physical fitness standards. 
the transgender identifying service member just has to renew the exemption request every six months. So now they don't even have to be physically fit. They don't have to do a push-up. They don't have to do PT. So all we're going to have left, can you imagine? Oh, and, and, and the most egregious is that if they identify as transgender, they're considered non-deployable for up to 300 days while taking hormones. I'd be so peed off, man. Then why be in the military? This is why they want to be in the military, so that they can have taxpayers perform all their sex crap on them while their brothers in arms have to be sent off and fight off bullets. We were told that these transgender people were just like everybody else in the military. They were just as battle ready. There was nothing that would hinder their ability to go in, go out on the battlefield, and it was a lie. Our entire military now is going to be a bunch of Rachel Levines who look like they can't, they can't walk from one side of the commissary to the next without breaking into a sweat. You have other nations here about this, Andrew. What do you think they think about us? We're toast. And this, while the Biden administration is trying to inch us towards a third world war with Russia. And it's getting close. To tr- yeah, to try to cover up the crimes with Ukraine. I'm scared to death for Woodrow. Scared to, at least Woodrow's going into pilot training, so it's not as bad as if you've got somebody in the infantry. But even then. These transgender people, if you would do this knowing that you've got a brother in arms that has to that that has to make sacrifices that you don't have to make and you're doesn't this say it all about them this transgender movement is the most narcissistically abusive they are pathological they're sociopaths only a sociopath would behave like this the whole point of the US military is uniformity there are so many millions of Americans that would love to serve in the, in, in the armed forces and can't because of their obese, can't because they've got high blood pressure, can't because they've got flat feet or whatever it is. But if you're transgender, you get to go in there and do nothing but lay on your back and have your hair waxed and have your crotch worked on at taxpayers' expense. Talk about odious. These people are putrid to me. I, I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. I need the number bed for real deal sleep. That's what I can tell you. Are you guys tired of tossing and turning all night, waking up tired and groggy? You need to go to real deal sleep here in San Diego. Get the number bed. They're veteran owned, the family owned. JD, who's the owner, is called the Sleep Whisperer. He's going to make sure you're 100% satisfied. And if you tell him AK sent you, get an additional 20% off, but it's going fast. Go to realdealsleep.com. Tell him AK sent you, make an appointment today, and get start getting a good night's sleep. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.